Hi, my name is Craig Philbrook. I'm one of the clergy here, and it's great to be with you tonight to look at God's Word together. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a speaking God, a God who loves to debate and question and inform. Lord, tonight as we gather around your word, may we hear your spirit speaking to us and through us. And Lord, where we need to uh, reflect and take stock and perhaps uh, see things differently, help us to do so and help us to follow you and to know that you meet us in love each and every day. Amen. This is not merely another healing story for Luke. This is, there's more happening here than just the restoration of the leper's physical health. For the core of this story, Luke follows Mark 1 verses 40 to 45. And the two accounts seem to agree very much on the conversation between Jesus and the leper, who by law, was barred from the community that they were talking to with each other within. Yet by the end of the story, the leper has returned to society and Jesus himself is forced out of the city and into the wilderness. The healing changed both Jesus and the leper. This is a story of healing, but it is also about the mending of broken relationships, wherever they are to be found. As we're about to see, Jesus is able and willing to cross conventional boundaries to bring good news. But are we willing? Are you willing? Am I willing? That's the question. Not to spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> Come on. Ah! Huh? It's a leper. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 you cannot. It's disease. Please. Please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing.
you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What can I, what can I ever do? Do not, do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. But what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. Oh. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> In the New Testament, leprosy isn't linked to Hansen disease, but to various skin conditions. And the detection of such symptoms are reported in Leviticus 13 and 14. Leprosy, as noted here by Luke, is almost certainly unrelated to that of the disease of modern times. And when we try and understand it simply in biomedical terms, we risk failing to understand that leprosy was foremost a social disease. And in such senses, it was those who were labelled with this were regarded as impure and separated from others. Those showing su such symptoms were governed by priestly legislation of the Levitical law and required examination by a priest. Now, if a priest determined that she or he had leprosy, they were to be quarantined for seven days. A week later, another examination took place and the priest might extend the first quarantine for a second week or pronounce the person clean. She or he would now be free to return to their community. The required torn clothing, the living alone and the dishevered hair well, that was all required by the law could now end. Yet for those who remained trapped by their leprosy, they continued with their cries as someone approached them. Unclean! Unclean! They would shout. It carried with it a social and moral stigma in the eyes of many. Leviticus 13 and 14 documents how lepers are to be declared clean not made clean as priests only inspected and interpreted, not to offer by medical analysis. In our passage today, when the leper sees Jesus walking past, he falls on his face and begs Jesus to make him clean. The leper seems to be already aware 
of Jesus's acts of love and healing, as noted in chapter 4, verses 37. And he trusted that he, Jesus, could heal him too. The leper knew that the priest can only pronounce him clean or unclean, but Jesus, well, he, he could free him from the disease entirely. Jesus had already been healing those he met, but in this instance, in this situation, in this story, he extends a hand. Jesus could have declared healing from a distance, but here he touches the leper and commands him to be made clean. Luke is perhaps showing us two things. Firstly, that Jesus's words have great power, but also the scandal that it was when Jesus touched the leper and thereby exposing himself to the man's disease and rendering himself ritually unclean. Those watching nearby must have been horrified. Jesus, what are you doing? On the one hand, Jesus's actions violated Levitical law and it seems to have been deliberate. He stretched out his hand, he touched, but he also instigated acceptance and the re-entry into a community. The cure was instant, the leprosy left, and there was no need for a seven-day quarantine. But Jesus, you see, he's not finished here. He's not finished with the man yet. His order to tell no one at first seems perplexing. Why would he silence this man? He's just healed him. Yet Jesus seems to want the man to keep silent about what's happened until he's met the priest. Only then, when he meets the priest, he can get his healing certified. Here we see that Jesus heals by the power of the Spirit, but also provides a witness for the priest. Nothing more is mentioned about the leper who was helped here, but reports of what Jesus had done spread even more wildly as he went about teaching and healing. Here we see that Jesus was a holy person, a person of spirit and prayer. And it was only because he was a person of spirit and prayer that enabled him to do mighty acts and mighty teachings. The leper makes a confident claim, Lord, if you choose, you can make me clean. Here is another example of our need to each day to recognise our need to turn to God for mercy and to hear him and his response. I do choose. Be made clean. I wonder today, as we look at these words in Luke 5 together, what we need to be made clean from. Where do we find people in our society isolated where do we find the other? Who do we put into that group of the other? Who, if we're honest with ourselves, do we really think are different from us? Lockdown continues to bring with it deep suffering and a rise of anxieties is expected 
and its happening, the fear of infection and of death, and our most vulnerable people sadly have to hide away whilst facing the unknown. And it's all too easy, I think, for us to think of certain groups, like the leper, within our society who we should avoid, who perhaps we were avoiding before lockdown came. In a pandemic, our anxieties may be tightening these certain biases that we carry. Yet, I believe that it is in such a time as these that we should be using our voice to stand up and demand that justice is done. That wherever we find people who are isolated, we bring them in and we tell them about Jesus and we love them. As Christians, we should be continually talking about the injustices that are happening right around us, even here in Winchester today. We can pretend that they are not there and we can make excuses about the nature of people being shot in the back seven times. Yet fundamentally, we sadly see that black lives do not matter as much as others. We've all been surprised and shocked by the recent events in the US and in the UK. And if I'm honest, they challenge me. They challenge me to step up and to speak up on where I stand on the issue of racism. Sadly, right across our society, there remain plenty of prejudices which require you and me to speak out on. You don't have to look far to find an injustice in Britain. A recent study found that almost two-thirds of the population think that, it is a, that there is a fair amount or great deal of racism in our society today. But black respondents are twice as likely as white respondents to say that this problem of racism is more widely widespread than we perhaps would want to admit. When asked about their personal experiences, large numbers of black, Asian and other minority people reported incidents of racial abuse, both verbal and physical, with many sadly experiencing attacks regularly. Right now, there is an issue with racial intolerance and racial bias and discrimination. And sadly, the church is not immune from it. The virus does not cause racism, but I would argue it feeds into it. Yet even amid our current anxieties, we are called to be like Jesus. Like Jesus, we are to respond to those who are socially stigmatised by seeing that we are and should be one in Christ. We are to inconvenience ourselves to reach out in any way to stop racism wherever we find it, be that the workplace, the gym, or sadly our places of worship. Ultimately, as Christians, we are to bring healing, not fear. Loving our neighbour means challenging those systems and structures which tell black people that they do not belong. 
We must work hard to heal the racial divide. In a pandemic, we are seeing how something that begins with, a, with one person can spread from individual to individual, ultimately revealing just how connected we all are. Yet, I would argue, what truly puts Christianity at risk is silence and inaction. Even within our community here at Christchurch Winchester, we may find all too often estrangement between sister and brother. Yet here in our text today, in Luke 5, we are encouraged that one of the greatest keywords of the gospel is reconciliation. Such reconciliation is one in which we are called to be reconciled to God as we are to be reconciled among ourselves in our church and whose members are no longer lepers to one another. John 13 verses 35 reminds us that the mark of the Christian church is one that is united, united in fellowship and love and that this beautiful reconciliation with each other is the most, most powerful testimony of the power of a living Jesus. So today, may we all find healing. May we bring the hard work of mending those broken relationships that you and I find in our own lives to God. May we do the hard work of searching those places within our society where people don't belong and help them to belong. May we create a society where we are all one in Christ. And may we know that Jesus is both able and willing to cross conventional boundaries to bring good news. Amen.